Job hunting shouldn't have to be a boring afternoon scouring through dreary websites. With This Career's Vacancies podcast, you can search for the next big step in your career whilst cooking, driving, or even when you're out on a jog. The best opportunities on our platform are all rolled into one easy listening podcast with tips, insight, and laughs along the way. Hello there, it's me, Connor, back with another busy podcast. Mike's chatting to me later on about weekly work meetings. Could we do away with them or are they a crucial tool? What have I done this week? Have I done anything this week? Because <laughs> you're just about to justify your presence in the business for, from the last five days. And of course, another exceptional opportunity. And this one's a bit different because it could take you and your family to the other side of the world. Debbie Kirk from Head Medical is joining me to discuss just how easy they make it for a medical professional to one day decide they'd like to start a new life in New Zealand. So basically what we do is we find doctors jobs in New Zealand. So it's not just limited to one specialty. I personally look after all the GP recruitment. So GPs or as are other known as like family medicine doctors, yep. I help them make that dream move out to New Zealand. But we actually have the back support team that can take you through all the, well, take the doctors through all the medical council paperwork and yep. also trying to navigate all the immigration stuff because in the current world that we live in, trying to make any move and yep. trying to logistically get somewhere is really difficult, but we're the experts and we basically do everything all at one time. I suppose if someone was listening to this and, and they're maybe feeling a little bit intimidated by that jump, um, of, of the thought of that move what would you say to them? I understand it is literally you can't really go any further in the world yeah. but New Zealand is just that little gem that's just tucked away at the corner of the world and see if you've never been and experienced it you really have to go yeah. and although New Zealand's just gone into a small mini lockdown again the reason why our doctors especially from a GP point of view they love that they can actually have that face-to-face contact it's 15 minute appointments um, yeah. you've just got everything on your doorstep and it's so relaxed and it's really yeah. safe to live there so yeah it's got so many positives and it's just you don't yeah. have to commit for like a couple of years which a lot of other locations internationally do New Zealand's yeah. a lot more flexible and yeah it's really easy you could potentially be out there within three to four months. What's the healthcare system like over there and, and how does it perhaps compare to the UK and, and the rest of the world? So it's very similar to that of the, the UK they have a system that they've got different health boards um, but it's, I suppose it's, it's very similar to the NHS um, yep. the the healthcare system for GPs what I specialise in you've got the the flexibility that you could work for very small independent clinics that are owned by like the doctors or maybe even by trusts within the community there's some that are part of like larger corporates which I do a lot of work with that are phenomenal and also some of the clinics that are actually linked with like the district health boards so there is like a great variety and it depends on what a doctor's looking for. And again, that's just another amazing thing for New Zealand that if you want to be like remote and rural, because you're used to that, maybe living in like the highlands and islands of Scotland, there's yep. places in New Zealand that you can go and live and work. Or if you want to be somebody that's like a bit more cosmopolitan, a bit more city living, then yeah, the North Island has just got so many amazing cities that you could go and live and work in that are just going to cater for everything that you're looking for. And the doctors that I've had the absolute pleasure in place and all the feedback has come back that they're so glad that they made the move. It's just a much more relaxed environment that yeah. they don't feel the same pressures that they've got currently in their previous job with like paperwork. They just feel that they're getting to do what they trained so hard to do, that face-to-face, as I said, consultations, a bit more relaxed 
they're only seeing on average about 20 to 25 patients a day, um, yeah. which some of our doctors could be seeing that within like a morning. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's just, that's the biggest thing that I think they struggle to, to cope with when they first go out because when the working day's done, the working day's done and everybody goes home because it's all about that work-life balance. So yeah. I've had a few doctors are like, I don't really know what to do with all this time. One of them actually went off and learned um, to surf. So yeah, he was living his best life when he was out there. Uh, that, that sounds that sounds fantastic. I, th- I think just this, there's so much to be said about perhaps, you know, to coin a term, the slower pace of life um, where you're not caught up to the extent, like you said, they could see the same amount of patients in the UK in just one morning, you know, that that could lead to burnout and things like yeah. that. And, and it takes the enjoyment out of the job that you've worked so hard to accomplish. Um, yeah. So, you know, have, having that slower pace, I suppose, allows these doctors to, to really concentrate on what's important and maybe freeze up some time, like you say, to go and learn to surf or do other things or even, spe- you know, upskill themselves and specialise that bit further. So, yeah. you know, I, I think there's lots to be said for that that's rare yeah definitely and I think as well like one of the major things why I think people are so happy that they've made the move is and time and time again that they comment it's the support that they actually get from myself and the team at Head Medical because it's such a big thing and there are people that would look upon it just as transitional like you're looking for a job here's a job let's match up and off you go but Head Medical genuinely do invest in you as a person and your family so it's, it's not just about the doctor it's actually about the whole family because they're going to be working and happy meeting people but you need to make sure it's going to be the right fit for everybody making sure that their school aspirations if they're traveling with young kids we've even helped like um taking a keen interest in like the the four-legged family members that are going out and giving recommendations because it's so expensive for pets to come along for the journey but it's all about the whole family and making sure that everybody's happy and everybody's on board because if it's not then it's not going to work the pace of life that we've got here it's not really what people want and I think yes. being in lockdown, it's made people really evaluate like where they're at, where they want to be. And yeah, I've been busier than ever, which is just amazing. And there's so many people that are just dipping their toes and saying, oh, I just look for a bit more information. And hopefully they'll take that as, because the way that I look on life is, look back, regret doing something is regret not doing it. Because what's the worst yes. that could happen? If exactly. you don't like it, you can always come home. So in terms of specific things like visas and perhaps any other paperwork involved, is Head Medical there, I imagine, to kind of hold people's hands through all that process? Absolutely. So the way that things work is the doctors work directly with the recruitment consultants, so myself for GPs, Sharon for junior doctors and Caroline for all the different levels of specialties. Caroline actually lives out in New Zealand now, so she's just north of Wellington because she's originally from there. So again, that's just the diversity of it, just to show that you can work from anywhere in the world. Um, So once we work closely with the doctor and making sure that we've got the right location and the right job, we help and navigate through that whole process for me I say that to doctors it's so relaxed it's not like competency based interviews like they're used to here it's more yep. just a chat because your CV speaks for itself yes. it's more making sure that you're going to be an amazing asset and once I negotiate their, their contracts and get them the best possible deal to get them out there because there's relocation that can also be um, an incentive to help them make the move because it's so expensive um, they then go over to our registration team so currently we've got Charlotte that deals with all the medical council paperwork and she is just phenomenal and then my colleague Gemma Evans is actually a licensed migration advisor and yeah my doctors would never make it out there if it wasn't for Gemma so they can actually get expert advice on the visas and we take care of all of that there for them 
so that yeah. we can help them through that. And then once it's got the rubber stamp on it, then they're free to go. But we also then support them, as I said, like the other things, like what you're thinking about doing your house, making sure that they've got things tied up. Are you bringing pets with you? Because you need to make sure that the timelines go with them. Um, even encouraging them to think about setting up bank accounts and things when they get out there. We've got contacts that we can we can do there. With the practices regularly get involved with helping source accommodation for when they first arrive. And yeah, it's just everything that we could possibly help with. There's there's nothing that we wouldn't consider um, getting involved with just to to help out with that. New Zealand is a pricey place to live. Um, so in terms of these opportunities, what kind of perhaps salary or, or package could candidates expect? Um, so the exchange rate at the moment, which is actually stronger than ever, so you're at the moment getting $2 to the pound. So that's another incentive that, that doctors are looking at. But just being very honest and frank, you're probably looking at about eighty to £100,000 sterling um, yep. if you're working out in New Zealand, if you're working full-time, like the 10 sessions. But if you want to reduce that back... In New Zealand, as a GP, you'd be in the top 5% of earners. And again, they don't have like a national insurance system out there. So there's extra income that you're going to have each month because you're not going to be paying into that from what you're used to, to hear. Yeah. Is there any, and I know this is for multiple levels and multiple opportunities, but is there any key qualifications or minimum criteria that you would say are important? To have. Yeah, just from making sure that you actually have the relevant um, medical qualifications and there's different comparable healthcare systems, but you're UK, Ireland, Canadian, American and some institutions in Hong Kong will actually be instantly comparable. And then there's quite a lot of European countries that, that would, as long as you've got experience there, then we would be able to work with. The specialties are a bit more difficult because they look for more specifics and it's a bit more unique. But yeah, yeah. we're always on hand. We'll put information up. Um, it's on, I'm, I'm trying more to use like LinkedIn, use it more on Facebook and social media just to be a bit more present and just show exactly what we're looking for so that doctors will know instantly whether or not that they could or how they can actually then move towards making that dream into the reality. And I've only just started using VizCareer as well, which is absolutely phenomenal. I never thought I would be a person that would be able to do videos like that, but it's just such a great platform and just making these these opportunities come alive. Listen, absolutely. Debbie, thank you so much for coming on today. It's been fantastic chatting with you. No, thanks very much for your time. And yeah, let's just uh, see how my first uh, podcast goes. Hopefully I did okay. <laughs> Now, in your business, everybody has meetings for all different reasons, but do you enjoy your weekly meetings? In our team, in our business, we tend to have weekly meetings where we go over operational and commercial issues or anything, any other business at all. And it's just a forum for the whole team to tie in with each other and really have a discussion. As much as they are essential, sometimes they can be a bit of a pain if you've got a lot on that particular day. Um, maybe you've got a really busy day scheduled ahead and then all of a sudden your notifications pops up in 15 minutes you've got this weekly ops meeting and you're like oh no I need to now look at what I've done for the last for the last uh, four or five days and then uh, write a big list of everything I've achieved um, and and sometimes you feel like you've just and then and then well immediately your your mind goes blank and you just think what have, what have I done this week have I done anything this week because <laughs> you're just about to justify your presence in the business for from the last five days but you know we're still working flexibly so a lot of the team is very much still remote it's a great way to tie in with you know the other parts of the business that aren't 
um, something that you would be involved in on a daily basis. Um, I think it does tie the team together. Um, and, and I think that's why I enjoy it as well. It lets everybody know that what they're doing is impacting everyone else in a positive way. Because I know one of the topics that came out of lockdown and everything remote working was that people were tending to use video calls for the sake of it. You know, when something could be an email, and I know that kind of sounds a bit backwards, me saying that, because we run a video first um, business. But, you know, at the end of the day, we are humans in the team. And if something can be encapsulated in an email, then does it really need to be a video call? Yeah, absolutely. And it's 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 easy to forget that audio calls do actually still exist. You know, you can still pick up the phone and call someone. Um, and sometimes it's it does make you feel a little bit more comfortable just speaking to someone, if even if it's just audio. Because um, I'm uh, I'm always one for walking around when I'm on the phone with someone. You can fidget and you can do all this kind of thing, and it just sometimes yeah. it just helps you think. Probably get. 20,000 steps in per call, to be honest. <laughs> but it's kind of hard to do that when you're sitting at your desk. One good thing about the weekly ops meeting is that it's a good chance to socialise with the rest of your team. Each team has um, got their own ideas, they're all shapes and sizes. Um, and, you know, it would be interesting to kind of hear how other businesses do it if they do it completely different to how VizCareer does it. Um, but certainly for us, we seem to have found our winning formula. The Viscaria Vacancies Podcast. 